Sunday, May the 17th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Today we continue our Encounter Jesus series as we seek to encounter Jesus ourselves through the stories of the gospel. As we read the stories of Jesus' life, we see he was an expert in the art of conversation. He had a way of drawing people out. He asked questions that got to the heart of the matter in conversations and encounters that he was having. In Mark 10, we see Jesus asking the same question twice. It's a simple yet really deeply profound question. On two different occasions, he asked, what do you want me to do for you? Both time that Jesus asked this question, it gives an opportunity for the person he's talking to to be honest about their heart's desires, honest about their inner reality, and it's an invitation to meet Jesus in their reality. The first time that Jesus asked this question is to two people he does life with, two of his disciples, James and John, who have come to him asking to do, him to do something for them. They say, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. They frame the question in such a childlike way, like a parent asking a child for something. And it's a bold thing to say. And yet in his generous way, Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? Let one of us sit on your right hand and one of us sit on your left hand in glory, they say to him. Jesus responds to this question, not with ridicule or frustration, but simply by saying he cannot grant their request because they don't know what it is they're asking for. The question Jesus asked them invited them to be honest about what they were thinking, about the reality of what was inside of them. Their answers reveals to Jesus the truth about their hearts and their inner reality. After this conversation, we see Jesus and the disciples leaving Jericho. And as usual, the crowds are shouting and watching. It's busy. There's a lot going on. In the crowds is a blind beggar shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People are telling him to be quiet. But despite that, Jesus tells him to bring them. That blind man is Bartimaeus. And Jesus asks him the same question. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus replies he wants to see and Jesus heals him. It seems such an obvious question to ask, doesn't it? Bartimaeus is blind. He's a beggar. His need is seemingly so obvious. So why does Jesus ask that question? Jesus asks that question because he knows that we encounter God when we're ready to get real about our inner world, real about our wants and our heart's desires and real about our reality. God lives in reality and he wants to meet us in our reality. And what's most real about you is what you want. What do you want? As Jesus asks this question, it's a ground zero for an inbreaking of God's kingdom. You have to name what you want. You have to own it as your desire, no matter what it is. Now, clearly, God doesn't give us everything that we desire. 
And he's no more likely to give us our misguided desires than he was to give James and John what they were asking for. But what he does is he meets us in our reality. When we're honest about our inner worlds and our desires, he doesn't abandon us as a hopeless case. Instead, he disciples us. Because when we start to deal with reality, with what we actually want, Jesus can start to proclaim the good news into the bad news of our malformed ideas. And we can actually begin to want new and better things as the Spirit of God works in us. What Jesus longs for is the transformation of our characters, the kind of people we are, to grow us into his likeness. And actually, ground zero for this kind of transformational encounter is getting real about what you want. Real about what's happening in our hearts. When we encounter Jesus, we can continue the journey of becoming who he made us to be. After James and John tell Jesus what they uh, want and they've spoken that, the other tithe disciples start to express outrage and frustration. Their answer to Jesus' question has revealed that all the disciples' desires around power and leadership have been malformed and misinformed by the culture around them. And so often our desires are often shaped by our culture. Jesus uses the moment as a teachable moment to proclaim the good news that the leadership in his kingdom was not about lording authority over people like the culture around them. Leadership in his kingdom was going to be about laying down their lives just like he was. And as James and John were honest about their wants, Jesus offers grace that can transform their character to make them more like him. And an encounter with Jesus has the ability to transform the way we think, the way we live. Bartimaeus was honest about the desires of his heart and Jesus meets him in that place and transforms his situation. Encounters with Jesus always bring transformation. When we're honest with where we're at, we can begin the journey of change. Bartimaeus' encounter with Jesus started when he recognised him as saviour. He shouted from the crowds, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it got Jesus' attention. The disciples have been doing life with Jesus and they knew him. And it doesn't matter whether you're just getting to know Jesus or you've just met him or you've known him for a long time. When we're honest with him and we let him into our inner worlds, our raw places, his grace meets us. His grace has the power to transform our thinking, our behaviour, our situations. So what today, if Jesus asked you, what do you want me to do for you? How would you answer that question? It's so easy, isn't it, to answer a question the way we think shows us in the best light. But if you go beyond looks and you go beyond what looks right, how would you answer that question? Where do you need to encounter Jesus in your reality today. So we're going to pause. We're going to invite Jesus to come and speak to us, to meet us in reality, to meet us in our hearts, longings and wants. Father, we thank you for your love and grace. We thank you that you invite us into your present. 
as we come to you now, we lay down our desires to look right. We want to be honest about who we are, honest about our inner worlds, honest about ourselves. And so we pause and imagine ourselves in the crowd like Bartimaeus. Can you feel that desire to encounter Jesus? And actually Jesus comes and he's unhurried despite the noise around him. Can you hear as he comes to you and says, what can I do for you? What thoughts come into your mind in that moment? Can you be honest about those thoughts and feelings, even if just yourself? Can you invite him into the reality? So now let's just pause and talk to God. Confidence in the same confidence that Bartimaeus had that actually Jesus will be merciful. Maybe you suddenly sense the awkwardness that James and John must have felt once they spoke out their desires of their heart. They would have known it sounded wrong, even ugly, and maybe they wish they'd never spoken. But their hearts were exposed, and in that presence of Jesus, that's a good thing. So in these moments, I encourage you to be honest with the Father who loves you, the Son who died for you, and the Spirit who brings truth. And we do that securing the knowledge that Jesus convicts, but he never condemns. And that actually with him, the truth is always the beginning of freedom. So what is God saying? James and John needed courage to change the way they were thinking. And Bartimaeus needed courage to leave behind a life in which he had security. Where do you need courage today? Where do you need courage to take the next step as Jesus invites you? Father, we thank you that truth sets us free. We thank you that you invite us to speak. Invite us to be honest about our desires of our heart. We ask that you will keep growing us more and more like you each day. Amen. Thanks, Kerr, so much. That was just brilliant. So helpful as we think about getting real with what we want and allowing Jesus to meet us in those deep places in our lives. Brilliant stuff. So much for us to reflect on and journey through this coming week. Just before we come to the end of our live stream, Matt and Joe are going to lead us in our prayers. Let's pray. Father God, we look to you as a church this morning for help. It says in the Bible that our help comes from the Lord. Father, we pray for all those in our church that are in key worker roles. Healthcare, social care, delivering food, working in supermarkets, schools and emergency services. We thank you that you are the one who watches over us, that you never slumber or sleep, that your protection is over us. Our trust is in the Lord. He is our strong tower, our shelter in the storm.
Thank you, God, for our town and the communities that we live in. We pray for families and neighbours and those known to us who are ill or facing particular challenges caused by isolation and lockdown. We pray for incomes to be protected and that the prosperity of Ipswich will flourish. We pray for the glorious riches of heaven to be poured out on our economy, our environment, our society and our communities. We thank you for every kind word and thoughtful action that is making our town a better place. May your banner of love be over Ipswich. And Father, we thank you for the men and women who serve in our country in government roles. We pray that the wisdom of God will illuminate their path and give them the knowledge needed to approach every situation in the best way possible. We pray for strength, stamina and integrity at this time of crisis. May they lead us well as they navigate us through this time. Amen. Amen.